1: Welcome to the campfire. <laughs> I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And
0: we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in, in a, a small Oh, <laughs> in a small trailer, looking
1: to share big adventures and help you with great tips, tricks, and discounts. We do
0: tipping.
1: Like cow tipping?
0: Uh, well, kind of.
1: <laughs> tipping. It's not
0: just a city in China I've read somebody like. Oh, write. okay. So here's something to think about. You know, A lot of people now have had their RVs, bought the COVID RV or whatever, and they've had their RVs and now they're kind of thinking, what should I, should I keep it? Should I not? Here's something to remember. When you go on a traditional adventure, Mm -hmm. like let's say you go somewhere and you rent a hotel room and you get a rental car and you go flying and blah, blah, blah.
1: And you eat in restaurants. Right, eat
0: in restaurants. Don't forget, you have to tip the bellman, the maid, the waiter, or server as they're called now, don't the, the bell waiter. cap.
1: Oh, sorry. That was an old game.
0: What? Every oh. time
1: I hear tip the waiter, I think of that old game. Don't tip
0: the waiter. <laughs> Wait, but you should tip the waiter. I
1: know, but not and in that game. And now they're called servers. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway. Maybe that's why I don't see that game anymore. That
0: could be. Maybe it's just
1: <laughs> not PC. Well, anyhow,
0: yeah. So that's something you don't have to do when you have an RV. You you know you basically you buy your own food at the grocery store or farmer's market. You go to a campground. You hike and bike and trike and sail and all of the <laughs> things you enjoy doing. And really, I, I can't think of a place unless you go out to eat where you do any tipping.
1: Yeah, that's true. In the RV world, there's not a lot of tipper t- tip. tip Tip type jobs yeah that's true it's the tip top (laughs) well this week we speaking of tips yeah
0: we went back (laughs) and looked at our previous episodes where we have 23 tips for surviving an rv show because rv show season is now now in fact as you listen to this we are on our way to an rv show
1: that's right we should be landing in quartzite
0: as yeah as this lands in your ears (laughs) so we have been getting a lot of input and just putting our ears to the ground so to speak and we have a new video of 10 tips for 10 more tips
1: 10 more tips. Something like that. In addition to the tips that we've given you before about going to an RV show and tips we've given you before about buying a new RV, now we're meshing those together and adding 10 more tips about buying an RV at an RV show. (laughs) Absolutely. And
0: so you can either go over to the old tubes of you and watch that video, or we have it for you right after this.
1: Traveling with your RV is the best way to get around.
0: Yeah, but you want to do it safely, so using your phone's GPS can lead you down some potentially dangerous places.
1: For sure. That's why we love RV Trip Wizard, part of the RV Life Suite, which lets you plan your journeys before you go. And then use the RV Life app on your phone or tablet to safely navigate your journey.
0: Yeah, you can set parameters such as how far you like to travel in a day, how many miles you can go between fuel stops and even read reviews of campgrounds. It also takes into account the size of your RV and more. Then
1: you can rest assured that your phone isn't gonna lead you into trouble.
0: If you have an RV, you need RV Trip Wizard. And we have a great deal for you. 25% off your annual subscription.
1: Check it out on your discounts and deals page on StresslessCamping.com where you can listen to our interview with RV Life and learn about the whole RV Life suite. And save your RV while you save on an RV Life subscription.
0: Now Now that's that's Stressless Stressless Camping. Camping.
1: RV shows are coming back.
0: Yes, they are. And we have... 10 additional tips to get the most out of an RV show. Now, we have already done 23 tips. We have. And we've talked to Josh, the RV nerd, right now from Bish's RV in Coldwater, Michigan, (laughs) about tips for buying a new RV. So these are some more things we thought of along the way, including things we've heard from people.
1: We're going to link down there. And for those of you only listening down there means right below where you're listening, where you saw the recording. <laughs> yeah.
0: In our show notes. But we're going to put a link to those other articles or podcasts so you can find them easily or videos. So here we go.
1: Yeah. We'll give you 10 more. Yep. Number one is about using the RV, using the kitchen mostly. We've talked about pretending to use the RV. And using your imagination to make a meal or prepare a snack or see how your RV kitchen really fits in with your way of food preparation. We learned a great tip from Jason and Abby of RV Miles. When you're shopping for an RV, take the plate out of the microwave and use that and put that in the cupboards and put that in the cabinets and see if your plates will fit and your pans will fit If they'll fit in the microwave, they'll fit in the cupboard Well, that plate... plate. Because you're
0: not likely to have brought a plate with you to an RV show, but that plate in the microwave is right there for your convenience. So you can use that to measure the cabinets and drawers and things like that. Right.
1: But also know that there are different size microwaves, so there are different size plates. Well,
0: that might also be a thing. Just keep that in mind. If it's a tiny microwave, you'll have opened it and go, ugh. Ugh.
1: And then your pans might not fit.
0: <laughs> right. And speaking of pans, one of the ways RV companies save money is by using really small ovens. Right. Now, they are mostly the same width. Yes. But there are two depths of RV ovens. There's the 22-inch and the 17-inch.
1: Heights. Those are right. heights.
0: Those are the heights.
1: And so a 17-inch, it's pretty limited. Like if you want to just cook a pizza or maybe bake some cookies, you're fine with that 17-inch. But if you want to put anything like a casserole dish or anything, you're going to need that 22-inch high oven.
0: Yeah, and most RV companies, even... Uh, things like bunk houses use that smaller oven we've also been told by people that those smaller ovens have real hot spots and tend to burn things so look at the rv oven if that's at all important to you and and the 22s are the way to go
1: if you're going to use it for anything besides bread storage (laughs) right (laughs) also check out the way that The cabinets are built.
0: Yeah, these cabinets take quite a beating going down the road. And some RV companies use solid, real wood cabinets and they use high quality hinges that are pocket screwed and glued. But
1: others do not. They use cheaper materials. Sometimes they're just stapled together and they're just really not well constructed.
0: Yeah, those cheaper cabinets aren't really going to last you a long time and they'll become a problem, you know, after just a short time. Yeah. Let's take control.
1: Take control. (laughs) Tony is very much a remote control person, and I'm very much a button pusher. But now some RVs are starting to incorporate more and more electronic control systems to the point where you might have to go through several menu choices just to turn on a light or open a slide or bring your awning in. Yeah,
0: and then there are RVs where they still have the good old-fashioned buttons for all of that. Yay. But the best choices are the ones that have both. Yes. So you can control the RV with your phone, with a touchpad, or those buttons. And before you make a decision, ask the salesperson to let you try out the controls for yourself.
1: Yeah, see if you like the way they work. Right. And don't forget, too, that sometimes you might camp with older people or younger people who aren't able to reach or aren't able to understand those controls. So If they're fine for you, but you're going to be taking other people, still consider that.
0: Yep. Speaking of electronics and such, automatic leveling systems. Yeah. These sound like a great idea, right? You get to the campground, you push a button a button, and your RV is level. And in theory, that is a good idea. But really, if you have a travel trailer or fifth wheel, it's really easy to level
1: easy to level all you need is to use some wedges or blocks and leveling is a snap right automatic leveling systems come in a variety of forms but they're complicated and expensive and if you experience a failure it's not likely to be while you're at a repair shop
0: nope probably gonna be be miles from from one. so consider if the convenience is really worth the price in both potential repairs and the cost of purchase in the first place. And just a little side note, automatic leveling systems were one of the most common warranty claims I had when I was managing warranties at the dealership. So yeah, I'm not interested yeah, in I wouldn't one. get one. But you do you, right? Right. Speaking of you doing you, <laughs> uh, tank sizes.
1: Think about your camping style. If you plan to spend most of your time and develop campgrounds with hookups, tank sizes really aren't that important. Nope. But... If you plan to do a lot of off-grid camping or boondocking, then the size of the tank in your RV will be very important.
0: Yeah. So perhaps the most important tank is the black tank, because you can always refill the freshwater tank, as we've done, and you can use one of those portable tanks, like the Thetford tank that we have, to take the gray away, but we really don't want to use that for black. The potential for
1: issues is yeah (laughs) it's
0: so just something to think about you know Know your camping style. More notes to make before you go.
1: Right. Now, you know that there really are two main ways to build an RV, right?
0: Right. Laminated and wood with a corrugated aluminum skin. Of course, there are a lot of variations on this, but really these are the two major types of RV construction. Mm -hmm. So the wood-framed corrugated RVs are less expensive to build for a lot of reasons. That's why a lot of people pick them. Sure. They're also easier to repair if something... Happens Like, you know, an ouch.
1: Right. But the corrugated sides means you have more effort in keeping the water out, which means a lot more maintenance.
0: Correct. And do know that every RV requires much more maintenance than any of your cars do. So sure. RVs do take a lot. Now, if you get a laminated RV, those laminating processes do come in a lot of variations in terms of how they're done But it's just a simpler thing to maintain just because it's a single smooth surface. So if you do not maintain the seals in any RV, it's going to be problems. But in a laminated RV, you can actually have the walls delaminate. And fixing that is really expensive and difficult. Yeah. Also, look at how the windows, doors, and other items are put in and how they're sealed around the edges. Some RVs are just better made than others.
1: Right. Some suspensions are better made than others. They really are. Yeah, (laughs) RV
0: suspensions come in a variety of styles. And how the suspension is designed makes a big difference in how smoothly your RV tows.
1: And how well it
0: holds up over time. Right. A good suspension system also just lasts longer. Right. I like those torsion axle suspensions just because they provide a smoother ride. But in some larger fifth wheels, you may want to look for suspensions that can be serviced and provide shock dampening. There are even some that actually have shock absorption.
1: Then, of course, there are the simple, cheap leaf spring suspensions that are often prone to failure if you do a lot of towing, although with the roads today, any suspension is put to the test. Yeah,
0: that's for sure. Let's talk slide rooms. Now, we are going to link to a video from our buddy, Josh, the RV nerd, about all the different ways the slide rooms are made. We'll let you go look at that after this.
1: But when you're shopping for an RV, the first thing you should do is ask your salesperson to show you the RV with all the slides in.
0: While it doesn't matter to everybody what you want, to do is maybe know if you can get to the bathroom or the fridge mid-journey like if you stop at a grocery store parking lot and you can't get to the fridge without opening the slides so it's good to know how accessible the RV is with the slides in.
1: Again this has a little bit to do with the way you camp if you will never drive more than 30 minutes to get to camp so you really don't need to worry about getting inside maybe it's not important to you. But if you are like us and you like to travel long distances, you have times of day when you need to stop.
0: Yeah, either get a drink or pay for that drink,
1: (laughs) whatever. Have a snack.
0: And speaking of towing long distances, towing.
1: We really strongly suggest you listen to our towing episode and use our towing calculator to determine what your vehicle can tow. Not generically all the vehicles like yours.
0: Right. Now what a lot of people get fixated with is how much a manufacturer says you can pull. Like your Ford F-150 can pull 10,000 pounds. But what you really should know is how much it can carry because the cargo carrying capacity of your tow vehicle and the tongue weight of either your trailer or your fifth wheel really are important considerations. Mm -hmm. So you really might be surprised by how much or how little your tow vehicle is capable of. In fact, some... Lighter trailers could actually overload what might seem like a mighty tow vehicle. So those are our tips. Oh, and I said 10.
1: Yeah, you said 10. That was only nine.
0: I would invite you to check out the resources we've done below or the resources on our website for RV shopping tips, our towing guide, 23 tips for surviving an RV show, and more. And also, if you're looking for a great RV show, StresslessCamping.com has all the RV shows nationwide, you can easily find them there. Another good reason to go there and we have tips, tricks, discounts and deals there.
1: People ask us how to get internet on the road. Campground Wi-Fi is more promised than deliver and you wanna be safe and secure and Cell Phone Unlimited only goes for so long before you're throttled. Yeah,
0: it's not really unlimited, but the FMCA is here to the rescue again, this time with their Tech Connect package for FMCA members. TechConnect delivers truly unlimited internet with their partnership with Sprint using a 3G, 4G, unlimited plan.
1: And it's another great FMCA deal for just $49.99 a month that you use it, plus a one-time equipment rental fee of $39.99. Best of all, it's month to month, so use it when you're on the road, park it for just $13.99 a month when you're not.
0: Upload your RV experiences, enjoy unlimited video chat, browse safely, and just enjoy the internet on the road without worrying about lousy campground Wi-Fi that's more stressful than stress less.
1: This is another great reason to join FMCA, along with local chapters, get-togethers, a huge learning library, plus terrific deals on tires, in addition to other ways to save on tech, and so much more.
0: And with our discount, you can join the FMCA and save $10 on your first year's membership. Just $79.99 when you go to our discounts and deals page on the Stressless Camping website.
1: Get connected safely with us and the FMCA with FMCA's exclusive Tech Connect program and all the other reasons to be an FMCA member.
0: Tech Connect is truly unlimited data, but data speeds might be slowed in very high traffic conditions. However, there is no data cap on your monthly usage. Wow. wow. Well, there you go. One of the things we didn't talk about is toilets. We didn't. That's true. We said, you know,
1: pretend like you're using your RV. So I well, guess that's that true. Fits yeah, there. but don't go to the <laughs> Don't actually yeah, use Don't
0: go to the, the potty RV toilet. Yeah, in the R V show.
1: But if you feel the need to test out the space
0: Yeah, I'm sure you could sit, sit there and, and you know. <laughs> anyway. This week I got to review a device called the Laveo Dry Flush Toilet. And what this thing is, is it's a toilet that's freestanding. In fact, it's actually battery-powered, although you can wire it into your RV systems. Mm-hmm. And it's completely devoid of any water use whatsoever. Really? Yeah, so what it does is you have to buy these inserts, and the inserts are 65 bucks for something like 45 flushes. They come in a box of three. Each box is good for... 15 to 17 flushes so to speak and what it is is it's kind of a metallic plastic stuff so when you've taken care of your own business you push a button and it kind of twists the insert so it seals it off
1: oh, yeah okay. and so it seals be- your meal
0: it's a seal a meal <laughs> from yesterday's meals
1: ew yeah the- <laughs> <laughs> But visually, I mean, that's kind of how it works, right? It seals yeah. that part yeah, it of the twists plastic it. bag. And
0: the neat thing is you can use any toilet paper you want, feminine products, flushable wipes,
1: anything like
0: that that suits your little heart
1: because they're not actually going into a tank system of any kind okay
0: and that's one of the things if you have one of these let's say you replace the toilet in your modern rv you could then repurpose that black tank if you'd like Sure. Or if you have a vintage RV. That doesn't have a black tank. Yeah, now you've got the problem solved. Yeah. And if you're camping, you can bring this with you and put it in a tent. put it in
1: one of those tents. Right. They Uh even
0: sell one of those tents just for the toilet if you want it.
1: Now, how do you dispose of those sealed bags? Well,
0: so the whole bag assembly goes into what I consider like a bucket. And in that bucket, you put like a plastic garbage bag. And the insert kit comes with the plastic garbage bag and a rubber bag for around the lip then after you fill this contraption you just wrap the garbage bag around the whole contents and you throw it in the trash and a lot of people are like whoa whoa whoa, 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 whoa. you're throwing poop in the trash <laughs> but think about this if you have a baby you throw the baby diapers in the trash right so it is fully legal and okay to throw the contents of this Laveo dry flush toilet in the trash.
1: So does it have, you know, I've seen where toilets like some people that don't have a toilet they use a bucket and they put like kitty litter or something. So does the Laveo have some kind of something in the system that absorbs a lot of that waste?
0: No, it's actually just what you made and a silvery bag to seal it off. Interesting. Yeah, and apparently from what I've all the research I've been able to do, there's really no smell. Now, let's say you're considering a composting toilet because mm-hmm. those are pretty slick, right? Sure. A composting toilet has the benefit of, you know, you go number two into the compost and it just basically makes compost, right? I mean, that's pretty environmentally friendly. Sure. This Leveo toilet, that metallic liner it's let's face it it'll probably be here in 20 years if somebody goes digging in the landfill
1: yeah right
0: i mean it's not really gonna biodegrade very well the composting toilet however to its downside needs to have a vent so there does need to be a vent to facilitate the compost mm. composting okay you also have to do number one and number two in kind of two separate places.
1: With a compost toilet. Composting toilet, toilet
0: mm-hmm. right. And then if you just have the freestanding composting toilet, you pee and it goes in a container and you dispose of that appropriately,
1: Separately. right?
0: Okay. The good thing about the composting toilet, well, the, the pluses are, of course, it's very environmentally friendly. The downside is you have to basically figure out how to vent the composting system right. and that requires power the good thing about the Laveo is there is no venting whatsoever the other nice thing is it doesn't freeze right there's uh-huh. no water right so you could use this they've tested it down to negative 20 degrees Eesh. talk about freezing your buns off <laughs>
1: I'm not likely to need a toilet in that temperature, but I'm not gonna whatever. bear my hiney in that temperature.
0: <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. Anyway, it's a nifty <laughs> device. I wrote an article about it over at RV Travels, so you can I'll put a link to that. And I believe we're going to get one for our vintage trailer, which we haven't talked about in a while because it's sitting under a cover right now. Right. And so that's the dilly, illy illy
1: That was a good gadget. Do you have a review of an rv for this week i have
0: a review of two halves of an rv (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) so our buddies over at lippert who make pretty much most of what goes in your rv in fact they estimate that they make about 80 percent of the rv chassis in the u.s oh wow yeah if you have a travel trailer or fifth wheel there's a good chance that you have a lippert chassis in fact we could link to we have a nifty video from a lippert chassis factory chassis factory Speaking of Lippert chassis, Lippert announced this week in an RV business journal, this new electric chassis, and it's an aluminum chassis with a really advanced suspension system. But the nifty thing is it has a huge number of lithium batteries built right into it and a Mm. motor. In the chassis. In the chassis. And so what this thing can do, well, let's talk about towing, right? If you, like you take our pickup truck, if we were to drive down the highway, the ideal, I think, cruising speed that I've kind of figured out for getting the most fuel economy is 63 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. Now, let's be honest, when I'm not towing, there's a HEMI, it's calling my name. I'm not going 63 miles an hour. We're just talking about towing. But we're just talking about theoretical ideals here. If I were to just drive down the highway without the trailer at 63 miles an hour, I'd get between 17 and 19 miles to a gallon, maybe as many as 20. Mm -hmm. Once I hook that trailer to it, even though it's a small trailer, we're down to about 11 and a half.
1: Like everybody. Right, exactly.
0: (laughs) Because RVs are aerodynamic disasters. Sure. And so what this Lippert chassis has is an electric drive motor. So it essentially overcomes all the resistance and weight. Of the towed RV, such that let's say you do go and buy a new Ford Lightning pick up truck, which is an electric truck, or a mm-hmm. Rivian or whatever, this trailer will essentially take care of its own power needs.
1: Interesting.
0: So if the range is 300 miles on the Ford pickup, the range is 300 miles with this trailer in tow as well.
1: Wow. Hey, can we just leave the truck out of it and use it as a <laughs> <laughs> as a parade float?
0: Well, kind of. <laughs> so one of the things, because it's got a drive motor in it, there is an app that Lippert is fiddling with where you can, like let's say you pull up to a campsite, and you're like, oh, there's no way I'm backing into that. Oh. You can unhook this trailer and literally use the app to back the trailer. Or, you know, maybe there's some, let's say that it has a dinette at the front, and the best way to put the trailer is to have the front windows overlooking a lake. Uh-huh. You can finagle the trailer basically into a camp spot.
1: I like it. It's neat. It's really (laughs) neat.
0: And the construction of this chassis is... Now, Lippert was pretty quiet about the details. I looked at the pictures a lot. Um, (laughs) It's an aluminum chassis. It's an independent suspension with shock absorbers and coil springs.
1: Like a truck.
0: There's Yeah, there's so much about it that's just really different. But here's the other thing. If you have enough batteries to drive this trailer down the road... You can put solar panels on the roof of the sucker. And I mean, you can boondock. Lippert says with typical RV systems for days. Wow. And they did not talk about this, but Ford did with their lightning. You can power your house with a Ford lightning. So let's say there's a power outage you can use the lightning to actually power the house. Wow. And I would imagine the trailer has that much capacity too.
1: Sure. Or if there's a power outage, I'm just going to go live in the trailer anyway. Right. And you can
0: for days and days. with. <laughs> yeah. the... Now, if you have solar, that just extends how long it'll last. Right. Now, things they did not talk about is how and where you're going to charge it, because most RV charging stations uh-huh. don't really have a place where a truck and a trailer can go. So you'd probably have to disconnect the trailer and the, the electric truck and charge them both individually but 300 miles, of, I mean, assuming it's 300 miles of range for the truck and trailer, that's not that's a day.
1: Sure. Now, does the truck not top off the batteries of that, <laughs> of that electric motor?
0: No, but they made noises about, and a lot of these details are probably still being worked out, and they are also pretty keeping close to the vest on them. Sure. But Lippert indicated you may be able to charge the electric tow vehicle with the trailer, too. So you could, let's say, you're at a good boondocking spot, you get close to the end of range, you're out boondocking for four or five days with great sunlight, you might be able to actually charge the truck enough to get back to a charging station. Wow. Here's the other thing. You know, an electric vehicle, they don't just give them away at the local Walmart, right? Right. So I would imagine... This is not going to be inexpensive. Sure. And of course, over time, it'll go down like all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty slick. But Lippert's not the only one.
1: Oh. So
0: there's a company called ZF in Germany, and they developed essentially the same thing. Hmm. And Thor, who happens to own Airstream, licensed the technology a couple weeks ago.
1: Oh, the German technology. Yeah. Oh, and so,
0: yeah, it is also conceivable that you can see an electric Airstream trailer.
1: I'm going to still think of them like motorhomes, and I'm going to say, hey, Airstream motorhomes are coming back. (laughs) Yeah,
0: right? (laughs) Who knows? So there you go. So it's really, really fascinating technology. That's awesome. And it overcomes one of the big disadvantages about using an electric tow vehicle, the range. It kind of... Takes a lot of that. Anyway, I don't what do you guys think of that? I'm I, I'm gonna start a discussion over at our fun and friendly Facebook group just for this, because I'm curious what folks think. All right.
1: I'm gonna start a discussion. Well I already started a discussion because last week my question of the week was asking what your earliest memory of camping is. That
0: was a hot topic.
1: It, uh, You guys just go and read all the stories. We, we can't tell you all the stories, but we're going to kind of recap some of the highlights because there are some great stories in there and some people have some fabulous, Fam fabulous. <laughs>
0: it's totally <laughs> yeah it's totally worth going over and reading those if you're not already part of our fun and friendly Facebook group go join because we have some fun and these stories are worth it all by themselves.
1: Yeah so of course we got a bunch of stories about tent camping.
0: Oh yeah. And then you could say the stories were intense.
1: They were intense <laughs> and of course stories about tents that leaked <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you know again go read them we won't Tell you all the stories, but if you've ever been in a tent, I'm sure you can imagine what the stories might <laughs> <What>? sound like. <laughs> oh, and speaking of leaks, there were a few <laughs> pretty funny stories that involved, you know, pit stops while uh, oh, camping. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like Brenda wrote that she spent her earlier years swimming and skiing and playing mini golf, and that the days concluded with roasting marshmallows. Marshmallows? Marshmallows. <laughs> marshmallows. <laughs> anybody want a marshmallow the day is concluded with roasting marshmallows and that the tradition continues in her family
1: you go brenda yeah
0: Marshmallows. Mm.
1: So there were a bunch of bacon stories. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> you know, some people only eat bacon when they go camping because they're, you know, they try not to eat it all the time. Uh, that is not us. No. <laughs> but there were a couple of pretty funny bacon stories. Brad's mom accidentally got the bacon fat mixed up with the syrup and put uh, it on the pancakes. Ew. Yeah, he's kind of ruined for pancakes yeah, now for the rest of his no life. No thank you on pancakes. <laughs> Tom's dad had... A little issue with bacon he like <laughs> used all the bacon fat to fry some eggs and that was way too much bacon fat to fry those eggs and it was a lot of grease in those eggs and so they uh refer back to the last point where we talked about going potty
0: <laughs> yeah that the...
1: everyone at camp did that a lot
0: uh. <laughs> And then your brother, James Sissom, had plenty of stories.
1: My little brother yeah. remembered a lot of stories, and it was fun for me to reread them. And some of the best memories that he had were when he everybody was running around chasing each other, and he tried to jump over the campfire, and he didn't quite make it all the way.
0: <laughs> He's okay, everybody.
1: He's fine. Well, I mean, kind of. Well... <laughs> That might explain, actually,
0: something.
1: <laughs> he remembered the time that someone had brought a couch out and it caught fire, so it just became part of the fire and it was just our firewood for the night. And the best one that he remembered is that early morning, someone outside sneezed and he yelled, bless you, out the window and all day long, nobody really knew where the bless you came from. And so everyone talked about it all day long. It was like this big mystery about where this big bless you came <laughs> <laughs> It was pretty fun. He also he and I talked about there was a time that my mom took all five of the kids in my grandpa's Baja Bug and took us for a ride and a road kind of ran out on the side of a (laughs) hill. And so we were all walking back to camp and some motorcycle guys came by and my sister got on the back of the motorcycle and got a ride to camp. You wonder if that was a good idea, but well, it <laughs> obviously was, everything, you're still here. everything turned out fine. Yeah, he remembered that too, that we just all watched my sister ride away with a couple of strangers, hoping uh. they took her to camp.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, our question of the week for next week is, are you planning to attend an RV show? Are you? Yeah. Let us know when and where and if. And if it's going to
1: be quartzite, you better come by and see us. Yeah, (laughs) come by and see us in the midway.
0: We're we're definitely going to be there. And also, if you're looking for an RV show, Peggy does one heck of a job just keeping up on the RV shows around. And of course, if you know of one, let us know.
1: Please make sure I have that list complete. So, of course, you know, go to the Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group (laughs) to read all those fun early memories and to answer the questions. Answer that one. I I just want to keep reading those stories forever.
0: (laughs) Well, keep (laughs) writing them, too.
1: Yeah, and let us know if you're going to an RV show
0: did you know we did a once a week newsletter that's completely and totally free and in that we have links to stories, videos, podcasts and other information that'll help you get the most of your RV experience.
1: All you have to do is visit our website and sign up either the first time you visit or if you don't do it the first time you visit, on the bottom of every page there's a chance to sign up for the newsletter.
0: We only send one email a week and we never share your information and while you're there, check out our discounts and deals for the best deals on things you'll need on your stressless camping adventure
1: and if you know of a great deal for our audience please let us know and we will get that going
0: and of course we are in all the social places but you can find us at stresslesscamping.com from there you can jump off To all of the various places where we get social. So, if
1: you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast, it's free! It's free to subscribe on any podcast app or listen right here on the website.
0: We're saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. And did you know? that a review on apple podcasts or spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts will help those sources know we're actually doing a good job and they'll tell others and that means more listeners and more listeners means more better guestesses.
1: right so please 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 if you have a moment take a moment even if you don't have it, just take it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, heck, do it at work where no one's watching. Right.
1: And go write us a review. We really appreciate that.
0: We do. We thank you so much for being with us. We hope to see a whole bunch of you in Quartzite. Yes. We hope you're happy, healthy, having a great time, and most of all, Happy, happy camping. camping.